Hello and welcome to Wagawheel Coffee Table. It's a film podcast. to the Wagmeal Coffee Table podcast. I'm your host Ellis, this is episode 31 and in today's episode uh, we will be looking at the Oscar nominations that came out a couple of weeks ago um, and giving a little bit of predictions and some thoughts and some snubs maybe um, but also giving praise to those that did get some nominations um, as there's been a lot of discourse on Twitter and all that sort of stuff about what didn't get nominated, what did, who missed out, all that kind of thing and like I said a lot of my piece on Twitter, I think. Um, but we'll, I'll go through some thoughts now because it's, I've digested it a little bit um, and I've kind of come to the realisation that awards shouldn't really matter but people should be recognised for the hard work that they put into art. But before that, so I was originally meant to record this episode last week but I just didn't get a chance. Um, and it was I was meant to do it a few days after I watched Saltburn. And I had some very um, passionate and angry thoughts about Saltburn. Um, but obviously, you know, a week's gone by. It's been a week now since I watched it. And, you know, my I'm not as passionate about my dislike towards it as I was. Um, but I do still want to talk about it. So, going into Saltburn, I was aware that it probably wasn't going to be a film that I would like. Well, actually, let me run it back a little bit. So, when I first saw the trailer... I thought it would be a film that I liked because I like Promising Young Woman. You know, the ending is a little bit problematic um, and disappointing. Um, I think back then when I watched Promising Young Woman, I didn't really understand or I didn't see the problematic issues with the ending. But I think the ending still felt a little bit unsatisfa- unsatisfactory. So even if you don't agree that the ending is unsatisfactory and undermines the whole film it's still quite an unsatisfactory ending I think even without the gender politics behind it so anyway into Saltburn so yeah I went into this with the trait just having seen the trailer I was pretty excited about it you know we'd had a few eat the rich in quotation mark films recently with like triangle of sadness um, and the menu and things like that seems to be quite a theme or at least was it definitely was last year and obviously this trailer came out last year so I was kind of excited for it Um, and then a lot of what I was hearing about Saltburn made me more and more disappointed with it you know Emerald Fennel if you come from money maybe you're not the best person to tell this story Um, and I was quite apprehensive about a lot of it and kind of everything I'd heard made me not want to watch it basically in terms of and but then it has like good reviews on Letterboxd has good reviews everywhere basically. Um the general I think the general wider audience aren't really a big fan. But like filmy people seem to be seemed to be liking it, at least that was my perspective um going into it. Um but I wasn't sure. But kind of what I knew about it made me think that I wouldn't be one to like it. So I went in quite a pessimistic mindset, shall we say. Um so just some kind of key thoughts like I wrote this all in my letterbox review so this may be something you've read before but I really hated it and you know I can kind of I don't mind shock stuff um 
like things that are meant to shock the audience if there's a good reason for them and I wasn't kind of like disgusted to the point as if I don't want to watch the film anymore because of the shock elements in the film it was more because they felt needless and only there to shock actually no let me let me go back on that so a point I put in my review was the shock of the bathtub scene was good but then where do you go from that we know we now know he's a freak and there's no slow burn anymore build it up build up to it drip feeders with freaky shit you're just backing yourself into a corner that leads to the wow so shocking grave scene and I think the grave scene and the period scene could have worked if we were kind of building up to it you've already done the bath scene so to me it felt like we kind of got little bits of him being creepy but not really like him just watching Felix have sex that's kind of all we got so far now at the point of the bathtub scene you're like oh he's a bit of like an introvert a bit shy and then boom he's licking cum out of a bath I think it would have worked better if we'd got more slow burn with shock factor maybe that makes the shock of the bathtub scene less because you kind of already know if you would have clues but I think it would have just worked better as a film if we were given a bit of a slow burn or a slow salt burn um, to more shocking elements like the bathtub, like the period and like the grave scene. Um, And I think the grave scene was the most unnecessary to me. It just felt like, apparently it was what Barry Keown wanted to do, but to me that felt very unnecessary. Um, But again, I wouldn't mind a scene like that if if I felt like it fit in the film. It wasn't that it was shocking or quote-unquote disgusting I don't mind if it fit the film or if I feel like it fit the story um some other thoughts I had um so I kind of assume that it is meant to be an eat the rich film um but it kind of ends up being an eat the poor film where the antagonists or like you you spend the film making fun of the rich people but in the end it's kind of like oh they're actually not too bad they're just kind of rude and insensitive. The ones we should really fear is the is the middle class and the working class. Those are the ones we should fear. We shouldn't trust them at all. That kind of what that's kind of what the ending felt like to me at least. And that might be my own bias because I kind of come from middle working class background, so I'm maybe a little bit defensive. But I think in a film that's meant to be either rich, you can't then make the antagonist the only not rich person in the film i don't know we'll see i mean not we'll see but maybe that's my feeling but i'm not sure if that's completely correct the aspect ratio seemed needless i felt you know the aspect ratio just felt like a choice to make it look interesting i felt like it should have been normal ratio at least or a wider ratio just to see the grandeur of the house and the grandeur of the gardens and the grandeur of the whole film i felt like it was a film that really actually would have benefited from a wider aspect ratio i don't understand why you would do it other than just to make it look fancy which i I think is what this film a lot of what this film was trying to do is trying to be intelligent and i hate films like that the ending with the twist that he's the killer that yeah it's just not it's not a twist is it because obviously he was the killer i I think the film wanted us to be like oh my god he he was the, the main character that's the weirdo that was the last person to see each of them before they died is the killer oh my god no way it's just pointless and i think the 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 shot reverse shot of um him sitting at a laptop in a cafe just clicking random keys was hilarious and so stupid um 
a lot of this a lot of this film was on the nose, especially like the the soundtrack. I felt like a lot of people I've seen a lot of people praise the soundtrack in this, and I thought that was one of my least favorite things about the film. So they use "Time to Pretend" by MGMT, and it just leaves zero nuance. If you know that song, you know what I mean. It's about growing up and pretending to be someone else to fit in. Um, and not really knowing where your lane is and I think that's just kind of makes what you're making the film about too obvious it's it's kind of a pet peeve of mine of songs in films being too on the nose Um, and it can be very difficult to find the right pop culture or like right song that we already know that isn't score Um, and then obviously Murder on the Dance Floor is is a good choice because he someone got murdered and he's dancing. Wow, what a choice! How incredibly intelligent of you! And it's pissing me off that that song is now in the charts. I don't mind the song; it just it's just a bad choice for the film. It's, it's tonally all over the place. That I, mean, I think that's kind of obvious. You know, is it a kind of a weird comedy? Is it a horror? Is it like a like a sex drama, sex comedy? Like what is? I don't know. Um, Barry Keown's accent is all over the place in this. Um, I really pick up on bad accents in films. And, you know, I'm watching The Boys at the minute. Um, I've got only got one episode to go, actually. Um, and the Butcher's accent is just horrific and I hate it. And we meet him as a child. Um, and his, bro- his brother is a child. And their accents are awful. I'm sorry. There's the scene where they're dressed up as an angel and a devil. I think lots of people have talked about that scene. It's too on the nose. And yeah, it's just stupid. Yeah, that's kind of all my points. At least I wrote down in my letterbox review. Yeah, I just didn't really like it. Not only is it... I think it missed the point completely of what it was meant to be. And it ended up being an anti-poor film. But it also was too on the nose. It was decently written. Like, I don't mind the writing. Um, but I thought the direction wasn't that interesting. Um, in the most part, some parts we did some interesting things, but again, it felt like it was trying to do something interesting. Like I watched Belfast. I can't even. I can't remember if I spoke about this in my tier list of the twenty twenty three, but Belfast felt like it was trying too hard to be interestingly shot, and I kind of get that from Saltburn and a lot of things about Saltburn. Feel like it was trying very hard to be interesting, um, but you know, a lot of people. A lot of people have liked Saltburn, so maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm in the minority, um, but yeah, didn't like it at all, did not like it at all. Um, I think the first bit where they're at the school, and where he fir- when he first goes to the house, I'm like, this is actually interesting, like, I'm actually quite enjoying this, I haven't really got a problem with this so far, I was kind of bla- battling in my mind, because I was like, I thought I would hate this, but I'm not hating it, um, but then the rest of the film happens, and... Yeah, it's just, I hated it, to be honest. And I don't hate a lot of films. But I will say is I don't think I like a waste of my time. So, like, my least favourite kind of film is when I I feel like I've wasted my time. Um, which is kind of... Mm, no, actually, I, had, I don't think I've watched a waste of my time film in a while. I watched Lightyear recently. That felt kind of like that, I think. And Brave. I watched, I was, I basically, I'm doing a Pixar tier list soon. And I watched the last two, which were Brave and Lightyear. And they both felt like wasted of wasted of time. Um, yeah, I think that's all my points on Saltburn. Really, um, I can understand why people like it. I'm gonna say it, say something, and I'm not sure if I'm saying it correctly. But 
I've noticed a lot, a lot at the minute is kind of straight men by baiting. Is that the right word? There is a word for it. I think people have spoken about this before, but kind of Twitter and social media and the media in general seem obsessed with like, um, by baiting guys. Um, and I don't really have a problem with it, but I think people, um, are getting caught up in the, oh, Barry Keown and Jacob Eldori are fucking maybe they're not and nobody thinks they're not but like I think I don't know like in the press drunk like oh look at the way Barry Keown's looking at him I don't know it sounds like I'm being like homophobic but I'm really not and that's really not my point of view I just it just makes me a little bit uneasy people kind of using or pretending to be something or people putting that on somebody like a lot of people are putting it on Pedro Pascal last year and like using it to like sell things and like make things popular I don't know what my point is um and I probably said that badly and I hope I don't you know haven't hurt haven't you know hurt anyone's feelings with that but there's a point in there that I'm trying to make but I can't quite make it yet um and maybe I'm not the person to talk about it I have been watching a lot of films recently I've watched God, how many have I watched in January? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I've watched 13 films in January. That's way more than I usually watch. Like, I'm doing, like, one every couple of days. Impressive, Ellis. Um, but, yeah, I've been really enjoying films recently. I've been trying to watch more um, foreign language films. I kind of realised in my last episode that I said I'd want to watch more foreign language films. And then it got to the 20th or like the twenty, the 25th of January, I was like, oh, I haven't seen any. So the last few days I've watched a couple. So I, I watched Still Work, Still Walking, creative film, and I watched Society of the Snow. I'm not going to talk about them here, but, you know, they were both excellent films. Um, but if you want to hear my thoughts or see my reviews, then you can follow me on Letterboxd at LSJ Carr. Right, should we get into some Oscar chat? I'm kind of... This episode is very low energy. I don't feel great. Um, that's why it's been two weeks between this on the last episode. I haven't felt great. I've got toothache. I've got basically my wisdom tooth have all come through, or like three of the four have all come through in the last year, really, or like year and a half. And the one on one side at the top is kind of come out at an angle. So whenever I move my mouth, like I am doing when I'm recording a podcast, it like cuts into my cheek, or like not my cheek, but like my gum on the bottom. And it's a lot of pain. Um, so, you know, this is the kind of pain I go through for everyone who's listening, the the five people that are listening. So I have some notes um, about my thoughts about the Oscars. But what I'll basically do is I'll go through some categories, try and say some of my thoughts, include some thoughts about them. And then at the end, I'll do some, do some general thoughts if I think I've missed anything. I'm not going to go through every category, I'm just going to go through ones that I feel like there's things to talk about. Um, actually, I'll go through every category and see, but a lot of them I don't really care about. Not care about, I just haven't seen anything in them, like documentaries, I haven't seen any documentaries that came out last year. Um, I don't know, I haven't seen really any short films that came out last year. Um, but let's start with writing original screenplay. So we have Anastomy of a Fall, Holdovers, Maestro, Mid-December, and Past Lives. 
obviously you know me, Past Lives was my f- favourite film I watched last year. And it only got two nominations. Um, you know, it's probably the, the two, you know, best picture and original screenplay um, are two nominations that it definitely deserved. But I would have liked to see Celine Song be nominated for directing. And I would have liked to have seen Greta Lee nominated for actress in a leading role. Um, but, you know, I'm glad it's got some love past lives, but I think it definitely deserved a lot more. Adapted screenplay. This I don't really want to read through everything, but I'm glad Barbie got a nomination for writing. Again, with Barbie, there's been a lot of discourse um, around, you know, Greta should have gotten a directing nomination. I don't really agree with that. I think there was a lot better better directing out there, including Celine Song for Past Lives, who didn't get nominated. Let me have a look who got nominated for directing. So I haven't seen Anatomy of a Fall, and I haven't seen Zone of Interest. Um, but I think Martin Scorsese, Christopher Nolan, and Yorgos all deserve directing nominations. So I don't really, I don't really know where to pit put Past Lives in there because I haven't seen in Fall and Interest. Visual effects. I'm glad Creator got a visual effects because a lot of that stuff is quite independently done. So I'm glad about that. Godzilla minus one haven't done Guardians of the Galaxy three was really good. Dead Reckoning I can't remember much visual effects in Dead Reckoning and Napoleon for some reason. Any other? I will save Best Picture to last. Um, I do want to talk about production design actually. I can't believe that uh, Asteroid City got zero nominations. I, th- I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I thought like the Academy would like it. I read something recently that was like uh, they said Grand Budapest Hotel would be the welcome to the club film for Wes Anderson but it actually was just a one one time like he's made Isle of Dogs um, what else has he made Isle of Dogs, Friends Dispatch and Asteroid City since then is that correct? And I think especially the, 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 the last two definitely deserve some love in some categories but Asteroid City got nothing in production design. Like, let me see here. Really, Napoleon? I guess so. I haven't seen it, so... But I, I just don't want it to do anything, Napoleon. Anyway, that's my piece on Asteroid City and original song. It should have got it as well. I haven't seen Flaming Hot, but a lot of people are angry about that. But I think what I, what, what I was made for will win that one. Let's talk about cinematography, maybe. So we've got El Conde, which I haven't seen, didn't, hadn't even heard of. Killers of Flower Room, Maestro, Appenheimer, Poor Things. I think this just shows that if your film is in black and white for some parts, then you, you'll get a nomination. Um, but I think, obviously, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and Killers of Flower Room were phenomenal, cinematography-wise. I can't really think of any other films that should have won this. Um, let's, animated feature film. So it's definitely going to be Spider-Verse or Boy in the Heron. I'm really hoping for a Boy in the Heron win. Um, I think Spider-Verse will probably get it. Um, and I think a lot of film, a lot of annoying people, I was going to say film people, but now a lot of annoying people are going to be pissed if Heron wins, but I'm really rooting for Heron. I really hope it wins, and I think it's a far superior film to Spider-Verse, like astronomically superior film to Atmosphere Spider-Verse. Next, um, what else should I talk about? Do I have any, let me just look through my notes. Um, there's no It's Me Margaret nominations, so I thought Rachel McAdams would at least get a nomination. We have 
actress in a supporting role. So we have Emily Blunt in Oppenheimer, which I think she's been she's been better in other roles, and I don't think this is the role to nominate her in. Color Purple, I haven't seen. America Ferrera is a joke. This is maybe the worst um, category, I think, like the weakest category. I think America Ferrera does nothing to warrant a nomination. I think um, Margot Robbie deserves a nomination more. Obviously, it's a different category. I think Jodie Foster, like, what is this obsession with Nyad? I've kind of seen bits of it, and it looks really bad, actually. But obviously, Annette Benning and Jodie Foster have both got nominations. And then we've got um, Divine Joy Randolph, who's probably going to win, because she's been winning everything else during the year, which I don't mind. I haven't seen the holdovers, so... Sure. But I think, surely... um, Rachel McAdams and anyone in May December should get that. I think Julianne Moore could be there in over um, America Ferrera. I also think that you know we've got Charles Melton maybe should have been nominated. I really liked May December. Um, actor in a supporting role. I haven't seen American Fiction, so I don't know about Sterling K. Brown, but I do like him as an actor. This is actually quite a strong category. Ryan Gosling. I don't love that nomination, to be honest. Again, I think Margot Robbie's the most deserving out of Barbie. Um, and I think the Academy probably just thought they had to give Barbie a lots of nominations. But I don't think Ryan Gosling really did anything more than Charles Milton. We also have no DiCaprio in leading role. We've got Bradley Cooper, Coleman Domingo, Paul Giamatti, Killian Murphy, Jeffrey Wright. I haven't seen Rustin Maestro or American Fiction. Um... I really like DiCaprio's performance, um, but you know I haven't. I can't really comment because I haven't seen a lot of the films that are nominated for actor in a leading role. You know, I actually I forgot what I forgot to mention was that obviously Gerwig didn't get nominated for best directing, which I'm fine with. Let's actually go through best directing just to kind of double check that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, but what I will say is that it's very impressive that the the three films that Greta Gerwig has written and directed have all been nominated for Best Picture Lady Bird, Little Women and this one, Barbie I think that's wildly impressive and I think that a lot of people are saying that she was snubbed but it's been nominated it's been nominated for Best Writing, Adapted Screenplay which she wrote with no pound back you know, she's she wrote the film and it's been nominated for Best Picture and Best Writing and a lot of the performance have been nominated as well. So I think we need to relax. She hasn't been snubbed. I think she just didn't get directing, but I think she's, you know, should be worth it. A personal one for me, um, obviously actor in a supporting role is quite a stacked thing, you know, apart from really Ryan Gosling, it's a pretty stacked category. Um, and I think Charles Melton, obviously, I've said, should have been in there. But also, I think... Glenn Howerton had a huge shout. I think he he was really like snubbed in all all awards in all of the award season this year. I think you know a lot of people are saying that he is just playing Dennis, but I th- I really disagree with that. I think that he's doing something a lot more interesting um, than that, and a lot more nuanced than that. And I would have really liked to have seen some recognition for Blackberry, um, similar to like it's me Margaret and Asteroid City. I'm kind of. It may be just, it's just like a a symptom of being released earlier in the year or a symptom of just not being widely seen. 
maybe just popularity won over but i just don't think many people have seen it like american fiction and um rustin so why do they get picks over these i don't know why um but i just feel like those films should have seen some love and the fact that the cheetos film got more nominations than all of them put together is crazy okay let's go through best pictures nominations i swear there's more best picture nominations every year um so we have american fiction anatomy of a fall barbie the holdovers killers of a flower moon maestro oppenheimer past lives poor things and the zone of interest now i've seen poor things past lives oppenheimer flower moon barbie all of which i think are probably deserving of best picture um Bobby, I think you just kind of have to nominate it because it was such a phenomenon this year. Um, although it's probably not as good of a film as the rest of them. Um, I haven't seen a lot of these, so I can't really comment. But I'm hoping to have seen them by the time awards come around, or at least most of them. Um, I was meant to watch Hold of Us over the weekend, but I just kind of missed out on it. Also, there's no All of Us Strangers nominations. I haven't seen it, but surely... Um, Anyway, um, yeah, best picture. Let me do my picks, actually. So best picture, we'll pick... I think Oppenheimer might get it. Or I think it'll either be Oppenheimer or something like Anatomy of a Fall. They might go a little bit left field, but I think it's probably going to be Oppenheimer. Um, Just because it was not only really popular and a big phenomenon this year, but it was also also, critically acclaimed and talks about interesting things. Um, Actor in a leading role. Killian Murphy, I guess. Um, I haven't seen any of the other films here, um, but I feel like it, it's kind of nailed on for him to win this. He won the Golden Globe. Oh, Bradley Cooper's going to be so annoyed. Actor in a supporting role. Mark Ruffalo, I'd probably pick here. Robert Downey Jr., I think, might get it. I think I think Oppenheimer will sweep it, but I think Ruffalo might get this one, or maybe De Niro, actually. Actress in a leading role. Man, this is tough. Um... It's Lily Gladstone or Emma, Th- Emma Stone, I think. And they said Emma Things. I think I probably preferred Emma Stone's performance than Lily Gladstone. But I, I, I think I would go with Lily Gladstone. Just because I think it's more a impo- more important role and a more important performance. Um, and one that will mean more if she wins. Um... Yeah, probably got Lily Gladstone there. And I think I'd be happy with either of them. Actress in a supporting role. We've got Emily Blunt, Daniel Brooks, Erica Ferreira, Jodie Foster. I think Divine Joy Randolph is going to win this. Um, I've only seen Bobby and Oppenheimer from these. I haven't seen the holdovers, but it feels like she's pretty nailed on to win this. Um, and I would probably go with that as well, because I don't... Like, Emily Blunt, I don't think, was Oscar-winning worthy. And then I haven't seen the rest, apart from Barbie with America Ferreira, and she shouldn't win. Animated feature film, I'll pick Boy in the Heron and I'll guess Boy in the Heron. Um, actually, no. I think my pick is Boy in the Heron, but I think Spider-Verse is going to win it. But it should be disappointing. Cinematography, Oppenheimer sh- should get this, I think. Um, Poor Things was pretty interesting, but I think Poor Things should win like production design. Um, Killers of Flower Moon was interesting as well, but I feel like Oppenheimer probably tips it. Um, haven't seen Alconde or Maestro. Directing, I haven't seen Anatomy of a Fallen Zone of Interest. <sighs> Who would I go for? Out of the ones I've seen, it's Scorsese, Nolan, or Lan- Lanthimos. I'd maybe give it Scorsese, but I think Nolan might get it. 
I think Nolan's direction in it is a lot more impressive because it's a lot of like tight rooms and he still makes it feel huge in scale um, but again I haven't seen Anatomy of a Fall or Zone of Interest I think Justine Triette might have a good shout actually because she's getting a lot of buzz um, and apparently it's an excellent film haven't seen any documentaries this year international feature film I haven't spoken about that actually I've only seen Society of the Snow out of these so I guess I guess but I should watch more of these um, but I've only seen Society of the Snow and it was excellent so yeah music original score God Indiana Jones God a lot of things got snubbed I think Oppenheimer is one of the best scores I've heard in a long time um, I listen to it all the time so I'll pick Oppenheimer for that I think you know, I am a community fan, so maybe I'm a little bit biased because it's the same um, thing. It's the same um, con- um, conductor. No, it's the same scorer. What's the word? The same composer. There you go. As as community music original song. I think I'm just Ken. will probably win this. Actually, oh, this is difficult. Actually, maybe what was I made for? I'll probably get it. Actually, I think I prefer that to I'm just Ken. But maybe Killers of Flower Moon should maybe win it um we'll do best picture last um original screenplay again haven't seen Anatomy before haven't seen all overs haven't seen maestro may december it's only nomination i think it's an excellent screenplay past lives is also an excellent screenplay i'd probably pick past lives um just because i want it to win something and i think this is its best shock so i don't think it's going to win best picture um but maybe holdovers will win i'm not sure may december i'd like to win as well Adapted screenplay. Ooh, this is interesting. American fiction I haven't seen, but apparently that's a really good film and a really good script as well. Zone of Interest, haven't seen it. Of the ones I've seen, Barbie, Oppenheimer and Poor Things, I'd probably give it Poor Things. Um, but again, I don't really mind out of those, to be honest. Sound? That, probably Oppenheimer, just because it's interesting. Um, the creator's got some good sound. Mission Possible? Sure. Right, let's just go to Best Picture. Let's make a decision. So, a reminder, the Best Picture nominees are American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, Holdovers, Kills of Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, Zone of Interest. If it was my choice, I'd go Past Lives because I love that film. Um, but I think the winner will probably be Oppenheimer. I think it's just kind of in the bag, actually. Um, I think maybe the only ones that could topple it are Flower Moon and Poor Things. Um, or maybe, like, like I said before, same with maybe directing. They'll kind of go with left field, with not left field because it's a good film apparently, but Anatomy of a Fall. Um, but I kind of feel like it's going to be Oppenheimer. I feel like Oppenheimer is going to really sweep this year. Um, and I think things like Zone of Interest and Flower Moon or maybe even Holdovers might kind of, and definitely like American Fiction, might kind of fall away and get kind of forgotten with the winners um but yeah i'm kind of predicting a big oppenheimer sweep this year i think i think it's just it, it it's got kind of the mixture of it being a film that the academy like usually and also being a commercial success which i think is what the academy kind of award for is kind of a mixture of those two things okay i think that's it in terms of my oscar predictions and thoughts um again there's a few films that got snubbed this year. May, December, Past Lives Should Have Got More, Blackberry, and It's Me, Margaret. I feel like all of those really should um, get some more love this year. Um, 
I think something I do want to talk about is this is the idea of awards. I think I've spoken about it before on this podcast, but I do want to reiterate that actually like put the you know the nominations um announcements with my boy Jack Quaid and ZZ. Um I can't remember the second name. Yeah, I can't remember. I put that on and I was excited and I was angry when something didn't get nominated and I was happy when something else didn't get nominated and I went straight to Twitter and told my thoughts to the world and everyone else was telling their thoughts to the world and everyone else was either angry or happy or all the emotions about this one got snubbed and this one, yay, this one got lots of nominations and oh no, this person didn't get a nomination and oh, Hillary Clinton's now talking about it and I think that you know, there is room for discourse, it's why we have Oscars and all the awards, but I do think the more I've kind of thought about it and sat with it, I'm kind of like, mm, does it does it really matter? Um, and I think people, you know, should be, as I said at the top of the show, I think people should be rewarded for the work that they do. However, I, I do think... I kind of go back and forth on awards like yes I'd like to win an award but I shouldn't have to feel validation from this academy of people giving me an award like I shouldn't that validation should come from what does the audience think what does my friends and family think what do the people that care most about what do the people who the film's about think what do the people who the film's for think I feel like that's where validation should come from with like films and art in general actually um i think we need to be wary of the weight that we put onto awards however i will be you know excited to see who wins oscars um i was excited to see who was nominated and and i got mad when something i wanted to be nominated got nominated so I think there is definitely a space for this kind of discourse, but I think this year there was so much discourse surrounding particular Barbie. It got kind of a little bit too much. Like, there was such an uproar that, like, Gerwig didn't get a nomination or Margot didn't get a no- nomination. And I'm just, like, sure. I don't agree that Greta Gerwig should have got a nomination. I agree that out of the performances in Barbie, Margot should have got one. If you're going to pick any nomination, any performance in Barbie, it should be Margot Robbie. But you know, it's a it was a strong it's a strong um, category this year. Maybe maybe that's what the Academy thought. But I do think she is stronger than a lot of the people in that category. Um, but yeah, there's just so much like anger surrounding it. But you know, it's still got Best Picture, still got adapted screenplay, it's still got two songs. You know, it's still got loads of nominations i think eight in total um so just relax a little bit like i'm sure greta gerwig is incredibly happy that the film that she directed and wrote is nominated for best picture and best adapter screen like, like she could still win an oscar so i think people just need to relax a little bit and i think it just got a little bit too much for me on twitter over the last week or so um with the amount of and i added to it like i did a three-part of the twitter thread Oh, sorry, X thread. I've been saying Twitter this entire time. Uh, a three-part X thread on why on my thoughts, and I've just done half a podcast on my thoughts, so I am kind of part of the problem. I mean, let me just go through actually. So, discussing film, which is a really good um, 
a really good um, Twitter account that does a lot of, you know, discussing film. Um, <laughs> it actually, it post. I just want to mention this, it did a tweet where they announced there's a Harry Potter series and J.K. Rowling's going to be an exec on it. And discussing film wrote, known transphobe J.K. Rowling is now reported to be an active exec producer on Harry Potter series. I just thought that was excellent. And also discussing film put some like thing people that missed out on their um in their um thoughts. So they put major misses. Um, no DiCaprio or Zac Efron. I haven't seen Iron Claw, but people seem to really like his performance. No TMNT Mutant Mayhem in Best Animated Film. I haven't seen it, but apparently it's really good. No Greta Lee or Margot Robbie in Best Actress. No Charles Melton. Willem Dafoe maybe should have got a nomination for Best Sporting Actor. No Rachel McAdams, Best Supporting Actress. Spider-Verse people are angry they didn't get original score, which I would agree with. I include John Wick, Priscilla, zero nominations. I would go with Asteroid City in that as well, throw that in there. Again, same with um, It's Me, Margaret. And only two nominations for Past Lives, which I wholeheartedly agree. So yeah, a lot of, you know, there is a lot of discourse surrounding Oscars this year. And there is every year, and there will be next year. And I think there is a place for it, that's not what I'm saying. I just think we need to like relax a little bit, and I think we should be happy that these films, a lot of these films are being made, it's a really strong year for film as well, like I, the last thing I said, I've kind of said on Twitter was that, you know, all this, all this discourse just shows how, how much of a strong year we've had for films, and our favourite films maybe weren't nominated, and our films that we didn't really like were nominated, like a lot of people don't really like Maestro, a lot of people don't really like Nyad, but you know, maybe those things are worthy of recognition, I don't know. But I think that's all we're going to talk about today. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wagon Wheel Coffee Table Podcast. If you do want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do at WWCT Podcast or just type in Wagon Wheel Coffee Table Podcast. Um, please give the show a follow on on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Um, and also follow me on Letterboxd if you'd like to see what I'm watching at the minute. Um, I think last year I kind of spoke about every single film I'd watched. Um before I did like the main section of each episode but this year I think I'm just gonna leave that to letterbox and leave that to my like end of year chat um but yeah thanks so much for listening you can follow me on letterbox at Car. follow the show on twitter follow the show on spotify and wherever you get your podcasts I've already said that let's move on but yeah thank you so much for listening and you'll hear me next week bye